the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, so what's going on? It's another Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, another fantastic show for you tonight. Great craft beer guests and, of course, the usual notes and net, uh, news and notes to get to. Why do I always do that where I'm stumbling over my words? You would never know. But first, how can you follow me? Very easy on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T, U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Now, our guests this evening on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. First up, Scott Valley. He's the founder of Charter Oak Brewing. They're out of Danbury, Connecticut. Charteroakbrewing.com is the website for more information. He's going to be taking part in a free lecture at Fairfield University in Connecticut coming up this Tuesday, August 29th at 7 p.m. For more info on that and to register, you go to inventus.org. That's I N V E N T U S. Org. We'll discuss all of that with Scott and what he's going to be, obviously with Charter Oak Brewing, and of course what he's going to be doing uh, at Fairfield University with this free lecture coming up in just about 10 minutes. At the bottom of the hour, Ed Gledhill from Lunacy Brewing is going to join me uh, to talk about some South Jersey beer. These guys are doing a fantastic job with their brew, and uh, we'll discuss how that's going and more about 20 minutes from now. Got to meet the guys from Lunacy uh, at the uh, Atlantic City uh, Beer and Music Festival back in April. Great group of people, and they are putting out some excellent, excellent beer uh, down in South Jersey. A little Gary Clark Jr. to get it started. We're going to be featuring all Gary Clark Jr. music tonight uh, on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, because right now I'm actually down in Asbury Park at the Stone Pony Summer Stage to see Gary Clark Jr. So I thought it was an, be a nice way of uh, you know uh, celebrating this great blues artist. And if you haven't had a chance to see Gary Clark Jr., folks, go see him now. Before he's hitting the big arenas. Because once he hits the big arenas, boy, I'm telling you, this is going to be a guy on par with Eric Clapton. Okay? I'm just saying. This guy is fantastic. He is a great blues guitarist. Had the opportunity to see him last year at the Borgata. uh, Now here at the Summer Stage uh, down in Asbury Park. A lot of fun. Great show. And uh, really uh, does a fantastic job. So let's get to some news and notes here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. First up, some good stuff. Uh, from Stone Brewing out in uh, California. They've uh, released their 21st anniversary, Hail to the Hop Thief. It's a double IPA. They just released it last week. Uh, it is out on shelves now, 22-ounce uh, bomber bottles as well as draft. It's a 9.8% ABV with an 80 IBU, and um, this is gorgeous. I cannot wait to take, a, uh, to take a sip of this stuff because Stone puts out some excellent, excellent beers. So they released it about two weeks ago. Again, as I said, 22-ounce bottles and on draft. They want you to drink it fresh. They don't want you to store it when you get it. You know, chill it and drink it as soon as possible. Uh, the featured hops in this one is Magnum Mosaic Pico. Uh, Hopsteiner uh, expires 
06300. I have no idea what that means. I'm just reading that. I could, I could, I wouldn't even be able to tell you what that means. Uh, their availability is everywhere in the United States except West Virginia. Why West Virginia? I don't have a clue. But apparently, you people in West Virginia, you're not going to be able to get this beer, which uh, kind of stinks. Now, what's cool about this is if you go to stonebrewing.com, they will give you the tasting notes of the beer, but they'll also tell you what you could pair it with as well. So they're telling you you can pair this with uh, wontons with pork and shrimp, uh, chicken satay, deep fried tofu. Uh, you can use it. Uh, you can pair it with lobster bisque, uh, a toasted barley and spinach salad, a strawberry arugula salad. Um, main courses you can do beef empanadas, uh, avocado tacos, stone Peruvian style chicken, and you can also pair this with desserts with a pineapple upside down cake, mango with sticky rice. Uh, strawberry shortcake or lemon bar. So it works with a variety of different things. So very cool from Stone, their 21st anniversary ale as well. They also, uh, last week, actually in February, Stone had released uh, Stone Tangerine Express IPA. Juicy, tropical, um, v- uh, tangerine, some pineapple in it as well. Uh, a huge success. Uh, and basically it said, listen, it's going to be a seasonal. We'll pop this out every once in a while. But now, six months later... They are going to make uh, the Express IPA in six packs of 12-ounce cans, and it will be uh, distributed year-round. Cans now make up 30% of Stone's package sales. Brewery now offers four of its year-round core beers in cans as well as select special releases. So Stone uh, Tangerine Express IPA, it's been nationally available in 22-ounce bottles and drafts since February of this year. 12-ounce six-pack cans will first be available throughout California in August, and then it will eventually roll out nationally in January of 2018. Stone Tangerine Express IPA uh, will be uh, Stone's year-round core beer alongside Stone IPA, Stone Delicious IPA, Stone Runation Double IPA 2.0, and Stone Ripper San Diego Pale Ale. As we continue on in our news and notes segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, on September 16th, this this is very cool, locally in New Jersey, something that I, I may end up uh, trying to get to if I can. On September 16th, from noon to 4 p.m., uh, the New Jersey Brewers Association is hosting a fundraiser festival at I Play America in Freehold, New Jersey. Uh, there's going to be over 30 New Jersey breweries on hand, as well as handcrafted vendors. Uh, they're going to have chocolate, cheese, beef jerky, and more. The best part, it's all New Jersey vendors. It's all New Jersey beers. And the festival helps every single New Jersey brewery. Um, let's see again. I play America, Freehold, New Jersey. Tickets are fifty dollars. Now it's four hours again, noon to four, so fifty dollars. So it's about fifteen dollars an hour. Um, they have some VIP tickets for seventy-five dollars. Uh, go to njbeer.ticketleap.com to purchase your tickets. Again, that's njbeer.ticketleap.com. Uh, to purchase tickets again, fifty dollars for the four hours. If you want to do the VIP, that's an extra twenty-five bucks. It's from noon to four, and again, over thirty New Jersey breweries, and it's only New Jersey beer. And the proceeds help every New Jersey brewery. It's a good event, a great cause, and if you want to support your local breweries and local beer, get to this event on September sixteenth. It's a Saturday from noon to four p.m. I play American Freehold, New Jersey. Heavy Seas has released Treasure Fest. It's an American spin on the classic German style of Oktoberfest beer. Uh, German hops in the kettle, dry hopped with American hops. The beer is out on draft now and bottles uh, wherever Heavy Seas is sold. Uh, Firestone Walker, these guys, uh, another one of my favorite, 
favorite beers. Uh, these guys are in uh, on Venice as well as Paso Robles, California. I have not had an opportunity to go to this brewery. I'd really like to. Unfortunately, when I make my trip out to San Diego, they are a little too far north for me uh, to get to in you know reasonable driving distance. Um, when I was in San Francisco a couple of years ago, again, it's one of those reasonable driving distances. I just couldn't do it. And having my mom with me, uh, you know, it's a little difficult. Hey, mom, we got to go to a brewery. You know, <laughs> it ends up being. A little difficult. She doesn't want me to drink to begin with, so to tell her I have to go sample some beers, probably not a good idea. But anyway, uh, this is straight from uh, the R&D program at Firestone Walker's uh, Pilot Brew House. Generation 1 is being released this week. It's an unfined, uh, and actually, I think it's out already on, I think uh, Friday, I think it was uh, released. Unfined and unfiltered IPA. It is uh, a limited-time draft release. Now, this is, again, it's only draft. Uh, it's in all Firestone Walker markets for approximately the next eight weeks. So you got to get it, uh, you know, now, and you got to get it on draft. And it's only, um, it, you know, on uh, again, it's only in the markets where Firestone Walker uh, is serving beer. So you could probably get it here on the East Coast as well. Uh, but I have a feeling they're going to um, they're going to keep this mostly uh, to the West Coast. So uh, the uh, Propagator Pilot Brew House, it's a state of the art small scale brew house. It operates basically as a hub of experimentation. So it's basically they'll experiment on beers that they're going to release in the near future. Uh, most recently, it's been the driver behind the brewery's new Leo vs. Ursus uh, chronology of beers. I've had the first two of Leo vs. Ursus. They are fantastic. I cannot wait uh, for the third one to come out. Uh, it also serves uh, their, this brew house here as a neighborhood brewery uh, to produce unique one-off beers that are available at Firestone Walker locations. Now, Generation 1... It's aggressively hopped, as they explain it here, with citra, mosaic, and mandarina hops, uh, but it uh, has a, a softer texture than their normal uh, type of beers. It's a, they're, what they're saying, a new generation IPA loaded with bold aromas and uh, drinkability. So I, I don't know if they're exactly going after they're, – they're going after the, the hardcore IPA drinker. They're not going after the casual person who's really not into IPAs. Uh, so uh, this is interesting. It's cool that they have a little brew house that they're experimenting with beers and they're going to see what they're going to put out there. And if it's anything like Leo versus Ursus, the first two that they've uh, come out with, I'm telling you, this is going to be good stuff. Firestone Walker consistently puts out great, great beer, uh, no matter how you slice it, whether it's an IPA and they're mostly IPA forward, but they're, they're one-offs and their vintage stuff, their barley wines, uh, the Parabola, their, uh, their uh, bourbon stouts and stuff. Excellent. These guys do a great job. And again, another independently owned brewery. If uh, you haven't checked out Firestone Walker yet, I definitely urge you uh, to check them out. In our Suds and Duds segment later on, uh, we're going to bounce around with some different beers, but uh, had an opportunity to uh, chat with the owner of Wet Ticket Brewing, uh, Tim Pewitt, uh, this past Monday. Uh, he was over at an event at Paragon Tap and Table. They were doing a paint night. It was a Wet Ticket Tap takeover and got a chance to, uh, I think, pretty much finish my my wet ticket uh, run of beers until their newer stuff comes out uh, in the next couple of months. But I had a great chat with Tim, and uh, he ended up buying me a beer, and uh, we, had a, we had a nice little sit-down for about 10, 15 minutes. So uh, we'll get into that in our Suds and Duds segment, along with all the other beers that I've had as well. When we come back after a short break, Scott Valley, he's the founder of Charter Oak Brewing out of Danbury, Connecticut, will join me. Folks, we're just getting started on this program. It focuses on that delicious beverage, and it's made with barley and hops. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Michael Medved explains why getting out of Afghanistan is a bad idea. The idea of pulling everyone out 
in that region of the world where, as the president pointed out, we have identified there are 20 different terrorist groups, not just ISIS, but they're there. There are all these terrorist groups there, and to pull out prematurely could be a disaster for our country. The Michael Medved Show. Afternoons at 3, right before Kevin McCullough at 5 on AM 970. The answer. Look out in the street there. You know what you don't see? My car, because I had to sell it to pay the lawyer I hired when I got busted for drunk driving. You know what else you don't see? My girlfriend, who decided that a guy with no car and no license and no money was no fun. And hey, you know what else you don't see? You don't see me leaving for work in the morning, because I missed so much time with court and everything that I got fired. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. The sounds of summer, kids playing, birds chirping, the ice cream truck. Too bad all you can hear is that ringing in your ears. It's your tinnitus, actually pronounced tinnitus. If it's driving you crazy, call Dr. Melody Hertzfeld and Associates on Long Island. They specialize in treating tinnitus patients just like you. Hi, this is Dr. Melanie Hertzfeld. Our office has a variety of proven tinnitus therapies. If your ears are ringing, give us a call. Call Dr. Melanie Hertzfeld and Associates, 516-364-0011. 516-364-0011. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. Think you can't manage the down payment it takes to purchase a new home? Think again. You could move into a $150,000 home with as little as $1,500 down with our 1% down payment option. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.19%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. When disaster strikes, when the world is turned upside down, children suffer the most, and meeting their unique needs is why Save the Children is there. Right now, Save the Children is making sure children and families devastated by Hurricane Harvey are getting the help they need. Your $50 right now to save the children will send love, care, and life-saving aid right here at home. Call 888-810-8275. That's 888-810-8275. Or give online right now at savethechildren.org slash radio. This is Greg Floyd, president of Teamsters Local 237. Join me for Reaching Out. We'll talk about the issues that matter the most to working families, union members, and everyone who cares about the future. On the next Reaching Out, Greg speaks with Congressman Peter King, representative from New York's 2nd Congressional District. It's Reaching Out with Gregory Floyd, Saturday night at 9 on AM 970, The Answer. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. And welcome back to the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. You can follow me on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, that's G A T. U-double-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Email at albertg at nycradio.com. iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to every single beer cast right from there. A little more Gary Clark Jr. from his first album, Black and Blue, When My Train Pulls In. Uh, right now I'm down in Asbury Park uh, watching him on the uh, Stone Pony uh, summer stage. This guy is going to be a star, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't had a chance to see Gary Clark Jr. and you love the blues... 
This is the guy to go see right now. He's hot, he's awesome, and he plays a wicked guitar. Now, my guest on the cast, he is the founder of Charter Oak Brewing. They're located in Connecticut, and we'll discuss the brewery with him. But more importantly, he is taking part in a free lecture at Fairfield University in Connecticut coming up Tuesday, August 29th at 7 p.m. Now, it's presented by the Inventors Association of Connecticut, the Dolan School of Business, and the School of Engineering at Fairfield University. For more info on that, and to register to take part in the uh, in the lecture, you go to Inventus, I-N-V-E-N-T-U-S dot org, and Charter Oaks Brewing website if you want to know more about the beer. That is charteroakbrewing.com. Let me welcome in Scott Valet. I knew I was I pronounced it about 16 times phonetically in my head, and I knew I was going to mess it up. Valili, right? To the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Scott, welcome. Valerie, see, I had it in my head five times, you're, and I, you're perfect. You're, we're anybody in the beer business, you, you get a you get a, a stay of execution. We're we're good guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Now, Scott, let me ask you first question: Why did you give up thirty years as an executive uh, to get into the business of brewing craft beer? Well, there's a couple of thoughts. One is it was the pulp and paper industry. Always owned my own place, and uh, always enjoyed it. But quite frankly, not a lot of people writing letters, reading. You know, uh, magazines, catalogs kind of going by the wayside. Uh, not as much fun, a, a real shrinking industry. Uh, was a home brewer and still am uh, for 38 years. In fact, people used to think I had an illegal still down in the basement. <laughs> Always enjoyed home brewing. And uh, my last company was Paper.com. Office Max knocked on the door one day, wanted to make an equity infusion. Uh, and we thought, you know what, why don't you just take the whole thing? and got out of the paper industry, and as I did that, I happened to be one of these guys that enjoys working, mm-hmm. and worked seven days a week building a, a bunch of different companies in my past life, and it was my wife that turned to me, and she said, Scott, I don't know what you're going to do when you're finished selling the paper.com company, but I do know this, it's not going to be in my kitchen. You better figure this one out. And she was the one that actually said, why don't you uh, get into the beer business? And uh, spent about a year doing diligence. Okay. And uh, basically ramped up my uh, home brews to commercial basis and got into the Charter Oak Brewing Company uh, back in 2011. Wow. Now that's very cool. So now you're in the midst of building a tap room in Danbury, which is opening in early 2018. How's the process going there? It's going, uh, I guess, as expected, Al, mm-hmm. uh, slow. We're in Connecticut, and it's uh, a lot of permitting and a lot of zoning, but we're hopeful by the beginning of the new year. We have a space uh, over on Shelter Rock Road in Danbury, Mm -hmm. uh, about 10,000 square feet, uh, and we're going to allocate about 2,000 of it for a tap room. And, um, you know, we've got all the equipment figured out and um, a, a really cool designer putting just a world-class tap room together for us. So and so, hopefully beginning of 2018. And so currently then you're, you're contract brewing with other uh, other brewers in the state of Connecticut, correct? Well, we are. In fact, we have kind of a unique contract brewing relationship. Usually with a contract brewer, uh, you basically tell the brewer you want to make a, a certain style. Mm. They brew it for you. You turn around, you sell it. In our case, uh, we're kind of considered a gypsy brewer where we go from place to place. And we now are in Brantford, but we basically supply our own grain, our, our barley, our hops, our bottles, our packaging, and then physically do the brewing. So it's a little bit of a different uh, model than a typical contract brewing. But you're absolutely right. We don't have our own spot yet. Right. Uh, it initially started out as a proof of concept, um, and that worked very, very well for us. We're in about 400 locations throughout the state of Connecticut, have a number of different styles in the marketplace. 
um, and now ready to build our own uh, facility and have people come up and visit us. Very much like uh, Bolero Snort Brewing, which does that in New Jersey. They they uh, gypsy they kind of gypsy brew as well. They bounce around a, d- a number of different places uh, in New Jersey to brew their beer. We're talking with Scott Vallelee, the founder of Charter Oak Brewing out of Danbury, Connecticut. CharterOakBrewing.com is the website for more information. Now, he's going to be taking part in a free lecture at Fairfield University in Connecticut coming up Tuesday, August 29th at 7 p.m. For more info on that and to register, you go to Inventus.org. Scott, what are folks going to learn when they take part in this lecture? There's a couple of, uh, of, of topics they'd like for me to talk about. Uh, one is just the uh, craft beer movement in Connecticut, which is very dynamic these days. Uh, and then secondly, as you and I have just been chatting about, is kind of what does it take in more detail to bring a concept uh, of brewing uh, and getting into the market and coming from a contract brewer or a gypsy brewer uh, to actually having your own spot in Danbury. Um, talk about distribution, talking about um, you know, so, uh, confirming um, vendors such as my uh, hop contract, my, my uh, vendors and, and uh, suppliers for uh, bottles, for uh, barley, etc. So kind of a, a backdrop on the craft brewing industry, the styles that we have, and you know, how do you basically build a craft brewery in the state of Connecticut. And, and Scott, you know, we're seeing so many breweries opening across the United States. There's over 5,000 in the United States alone. But we're also seeing, as of you know, the past eight months, we've seen a lot of changes in the craft beer business. We've seen uh, mid-level breweries close. We've seen mid-level breweries being sold, uh, smaller ones you know, closing as well. Do you think that we're at a craft beer bubble here, or do you think that the market is sustaining itself? I think that it's, it's, it's a short-term cleansing, if you will. Okay. Uh, there are definitely some folks that um, uh, you know, aren't going to be around long-term. I think a lot of those just were either poorly capitalized or didn't have good distribution. Um, when I do my diligence, it's the local guys that have really tied their roots close to home that have done extremely well, and they're all growing. Uh, the Connecticut breweries are all doing very, very well. It, it's kind of a micro of what you've just described as about 55 in, in the United States, 5,500. There's almost 60 now in Connecticut, and we've grown by over 20 just in the last year. Uh, and everybody growing very well, but everybody's sticking to their roots. Uh, really local, bringing people into the tap room. And most importantly of all, uh, all the Connecticut breweries are making absolutely terrific beer and uh, getting some, some good uh, customer vibe. Well, and that's the most important thing. If you really, I mean, you could have a great location, you could have all those other things uh, that you spoke about, but if you don't make a great product, you're not going to have repeat customers. And really, uh, that's what you want. Talking with Scott Vallelee, he's the founder of Charter Oak Brewing out of Danbury, Connecticut. CharterOakBrewing.com, the website for more information on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. He's taking part in a free lecture at Fairfield University uh, coming up this Tuesday, August 29th at 7 o'clock. Go to Inventus.org for more information and to register. Scott, in your opinion, when you talk to people all the time, and obviously you're going to be talking to people at this lecture as well on Tuesday, what is the biggest misconception about craft beer that people who don't drink craft have? I think they they all believe it's, well, because the India Pale Ale is such a large style, they all think it's going to be a big, bitter, full-tasting, um, you know, robust taste in their on their palate. And once they try it, they like it. And what I find is we, every day of the week, and I do tastings every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and most Sundays, I'm somewhere opening up a bottle of beer, sampling my beers, you get this aha moment from so many people that were Bud Miller, Coors Corona uh, folks 
that all of a sudden migrate into the craft beer world. And once they're there, very flavorful, they like it. Yes, it's a little bit more expensive than some of the commodity or some of the bigger uh, beers, uh, but it's more of a sipper than it is a gulper. And we find that we get them one by one, and once they get into the craft beer world, Al, uh, they, they very seldom turn back. That's, that's a fair point, Scott, because it's funny. I, I have friends that are sticklers for the Michelob Ultras and the Budweiser's, and they won't change to anything else. And then they look at me and they say, well, how can you drink all of that stuff with all that high alcohol content? I said, first of all, the, the, the goal here isn't to see how many I can drink in how quick a period of time. It's having a beer and drinking it in over an hour, an hour and ten minutes, and sipping it. And, what I, and they look at me like a concept, well, why don't you just drink wine? Well, maybe I don't want to drink wine, and I want to drink beer. So, you know, it's sometimes for some of my friends it's a little bit of an alien concept to get. Now, Scott, you mentioned IPAs, but what is your favorite style of beer to drink? I actually love them all. I have a refrigerator that looks like one of the bigger box stores. I have certainly a, a lot of the Charter Oak uh, beers in the refrigerator. I have a tap system at home as well nice. <clears throat> with the Charter Oak uh, you know, styles coming out of the, uh, the faucets. But I happen to like, I'm a typical craft beer consumer, like them all. Um, I really have done, I'm guilty as everybody else with the India Pale Ales. And mm. the reason for me is there's so many different styles and flavor profiles of the same style, of the India Pale Ale, that I can drink four or five or six or ten or twenty different India Pale Ales, and every one of them has a slightly different taste profile. So it's different, and, and I like that. And I think that's typical of the craft beer consumer. They like what's different. They like a full flavor, and they don't want to have the same thing. Uh, if I wanted the same thing time and time again, it would probably be a Budweiser or a, a Miller or, as you mentioned, a, a Mick Ultra. Right. Or, you know, I mean, and you're right about that. Pilsners, there's much, there isn't much you can do with Pilsners in terms of taste profile. It's, it's pretty much going to taste the same. But you're right about IPAs and that you can make them. So I think my, my thing about IPAs that I love now is the juice bomb where it kind of it looks like a glass of orange juice, but there's so much flavor to it. That I feel like I could drink three or four of them, and sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. But you know, it, it just it, for some reason it seems to be for me, at least personally, more refreshing uh, than just a regular run of the mill IPA. So yeah. it's interesting when you talk about different styles with IPAs and different t- uh, taste profiles. Uh, definitely, uh, you you hit the nail on the head there. My guest has been Scott Vallelee. He's the founder of Charter Oak Brewing out of Danbury, Connecticut. CharterOakBrewing.com is the website for more information. It'll also tell you uh, where you can find his beers as well as an update on uh, when the tap room is going to be finished. They're shooting for ne- early next year, and let's hope they get there. He's going to be taking part, though, in a free lecture at Fairfield University in Connecticut coming up this Tuesday, August 29th at 7 o'clock. For more inf- uh, information on that and to register, you go to Inventus.org. Scott, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. I appreciate it as well, Al. Have a good evening. You got it. When we come back, Ed Gledhill, the co-owner of Lunacy Brewing, joins me. It's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too. Even threaten your home or business. And it's about to get worse. The IRS just hired an army of new tax enforcers. So, if you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. Optima has access to a special IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands, even tens of thousands. One call starts the process 
to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop that army of new enforcers from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a half billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. Call now for your free consultation. Call 800-711-5743. 800-711-5743. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Hi, this is Bill Martinez. Join us as the conversation continues about immigration, about our health care system. It's all about us. It's all about the truth, wherever it leads. Bill Martinez live, Monday mornings at 12 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer. Hi, this is Michael Riedel of the New York Post. Now, don't miss my show every Saturday morning at 9 on the town. It's brought to you by Hello, Dolly, winner of four Tony Awards, including Best Revival of a Musical and Best Actress in a Musical, The Great Bette Midler. Tickets at HelloDollyOnBroadway.com. Hi, this is Mitchell Modell. Now through Labor Day, we're having our biggest back-to-school footwear and backpack sale ever. Buy any pair of footwear and get the second pair 50% off. Mix and match for the family. Men, women's, and youth, athletic footwear, cleats, slides, sandals, boots. You can stock up for the season. Plus, all Nike backpacks and lunch totes, 30% off. 25% off select Nike apparel and plenty of unadvertised specials throughout the store. Visit our newest Modells on 125th and Lexington in Manhattan. When you gotta go back to school, you gotta go to Moe's. Listen to Joe Piscopo in the morning, weekdays at 6, Mike Gallagher at 10, and AM 970, The Answer. I'm telling you, if you don't go see this guy, Gary Clark Jr., and right now I'm down in Asbury Park at the summer stage uh, right next to the Stone Pony listening to this guy, Gary Clark Jr., this latest album, Cold Blooded, uh, and this is actually it's the story of Sonny Boy Slim, but the song is called Cold Blooded. You got to check this guy out; he is awesome, star in the making. This guy's going to be selling arenas out left and right. I know he's opening for Eric Clapton on his tour. I think the delayed part of that tour takes place at Madison Square Garden in September. I know they had to cancel it because uh, Clapton had was uh, ill, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you definitely got to check this guy out. This guy just absolutely slays it on the guitar. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, uh, email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget Google Play, iTunes, AG Craft Beer Cast. You do a search there, and you will get every single Craft Beer Cast there. You can download it and listen to it at your leisure. Now, my guest on the cast, he's one of the co-owners of a South Jersey brewery that opened in January of 2015. They're located off of Davis Road in Magnolia, New Jersey, right close to the New Jersey Turnpike and Route 295. Lunacy's website is lunacybrewing.com. And let me welcome in Ed Gledhill to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Ed, welcome. Hey, how's it going, Al? Very good, very good. Now, you guys are just killing it in South Jersey. How did you come up with the name Lunacy for the name of the brewery, and how did you guys kind of get started? You know, it's, a, it's a question we only get all the time about how the name came about. <laughs> but uh, actually, it's as simple as we're a bunch of guys doing a lot of home brews. Um, uh, long story short, the two of us, my uh, co-partner, Jay Macrina, we went to high school together. We started brewing in the late 90s, got away from it for a long time. Linked up with the Blees brothers, Mike and Ricky, our other partners, and we were brewing pretty much consistently from about 2010 on for a couple of years, just, you know, garage work and whatnot. And then uh, all of a sudden, we're like, hey, I'd rather make mine and drink it than buy theirs, and we were making some consistent stuff that we liked. And at one point, we're like, man, that's crazy talk. That's lunacy. 
And I think one of us was like, that's a really good name. So <laughs> next thing you know, we had a, an artist that's a friend of ours that does all of our work, Judah and Ellie, and he came up with uh, some great logos. And next thing you know, we're forming an LLC and we're wondering with it. That, <laughs> Here that, we are. That is awesome. Now, Ed, I read a story a few months back. You were possibly moving your digs from Magnolia to Haddon Heights. How's the process going and why make the move? Well, it's not a rumor. It's, it's certainly true. It is a fact we are moving to Haddon Heights. Uh, right now, at this point, uh, busy, busy time for us. We're in the process of leaving our little one-barrel system and opening with a 15-barrel system in Haddon Heights. Uh, so basically, the whole reason to move in was because we didn't have the space where we that we needed to expand and we needed to get on market. I mean, that was our plan all along. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, you know when you're self-funding everything yourself, it's uh, you know hard guys making their own money and putting it back into the business. Uh, eventually, we were able to double our sales from the first year to the second year and. It's been uh, pretty much onward and upward since. We're like, let's get our stuff out there. And finances is something I will talk to you about in just a moment. Talking with Ed Gledhill, co-owner of Lunacy Brewing on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. For more info, you can go to lunacybrewing.com. There are lists of beers, where, how to get there. You can buy merchandise as well. Now, Ed, I love the fact that you're focusing on mostly IPAs, which seems to be you know the favorite of a lot of people that I talk to. Is that collectively your favorite style of beers? I would absolutely say that it was. For sure, that's the, that was the impetus. We started making IPAs at home, and we were really happy with what we were doing and what we were brewing. Uh, it is probably one of our more popular styles that we make. We do a, a mess of them. We do a whole bunch of them, from our standard IPA to our sanitarium double IPA, which is a really big seller, and our C3PA, a citra-based IPA, along with Columbus and Cascade, which was uh, basically our award winner. We won Wildwood Beer Fest with that two years ago. Uh, we won again this year in Wildwood, so Wildwood's been very good to us. Hopefully everyone else will, too. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Now, Ed, I have to ask this question because we've seen so many changes over the last, just the last several weeks when we've, you know, there was this resurgence of craft beer for the last three or four years, and now all of a sudden it seems as though the market is taking a slight downturn. I don't want to say it's a, it's a precipitous fall because it doesn't really seem that way, and I always ask about the craft beer bubble and what, you know, is there a bubble? Is it expanding? Is it, detra- is it you know, decreasing? But... Uh, you, you bring up a good point. You're making money and you're pouring it back into your business. Um, we, we've seen now uh, with Funky Buddha, you know, just a, just a few days ago, uh, being acquired by Constellation Beer and everybody's talking sellout and this and that. Do you think that w- that bubble is ready to burst or do you think that we're, you guys can sustain yourselves at the current rate of expansion? I think at this point we can certainly sustain ourselves. I think it really comes down to a matter of making good beer. If you make good beer, you, the word's going to get out there. People are going to know about it. Um, as for the bubble bursting right now, I don't see it. I see a lot of more, a lot more breweries are in planning, a lot more are coming out. Right. Um, there's still an upward tick. I mean, I think this is the first year that uh, craft beer has actually taken a 10% market share all in all over the big boys. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can see it's still growing, it's still selling, there's still a big interest in it. Uh, people like new, people like local, and we're definitely into that, the local scene, you know, that's a pressure, local product, you know, get it quicker to the tap, you right. know, something like that. It keeps the, the interest there and different new, new styles that you come out with that you brew brings people into the tap room. Certainly, uh, certainly helps us out. You know, I, that, and I, I, I couldn't agree with you more there on that. And especially I think New Jersey is, because of the laws in New Jersey, I think Jersey brewers are so far behind in terms of expansion. I mean, there is plenty of room for expansion in New Jersey, where in, whereas in other states that have, you know, a little bit, you know, I don't want to say laxer laws, but better, better laws to help them uh, support craft beer, it's definitely 
uh, I think, a little bit of a struggle for you guys. But there is so much room uh, for expansion here in New Jersey. It's interesting. I was talking with Bill Kovaleski uh, the other night from Victory Beer. And, you know, he did his partnership with Southern Tier and, and you know, trying to keep things in line. And, and obviously you guys are growing. You're not at the, at the level of where Victory is yet. But I, I find it interesting. I'm wondering if that's the trend in beer now with mid-level brewers seem to be going down that path where, hey, if we're not going to sell out to a big brew to a big brewery or a big beer company like AB InBev, maybe it's time to start partnering up with other breweries to help further our bottom line. Because, you, listen, I know you guys are in the business to brew great beer, but you're also in the business to make some money, too. I mean, I'm, we're not talking about, you know, retiring to a tropical island, but you, you are in it to make money, right? Correct, absolutely. Yeah, it wasn't about, you know, we, we love the, the small, the hometown feel and everything, and we love our patrons, and uh, the town of Magnolia has been great to us, and Haddon Ice has been very receptive for the move that's forthcoming. But obviously, we, our whole deal was to get on market. We wanted to get out there and, and push our wares, for sure. Right. We're talking with Ed Gledhill, the co-owner of Lunacy Brewing on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM970. The answer for more info on the brewery, you can just go to lunacybrewing.com. Now, what's the target date for the opening in Haddon Heights? We're, we're talking relatively soon, right? We're looking at it relatively soon. There's just a couple of things. We're waiting on the CEO from the township and everything. Uh, a couple of electrical issues that we're trying to work out right mm-hmm. now. But, uh, I mean, I would say, honestly, pay attention to the Facebook page for sure. That's uh, We seem to update that more than we do the website. The website needs a bit of an overall, I will be honest with you. Okay. But um, we're looking at uh, – we're hopeful for, like I said, mid-September. Okay. Uh, but as soon as we know, they're going to know. And trust us, we're itching to get in there because – yeah, we need we need to get in the head nights. Absolutely, ASAP. absolutely. Now, in your opinion, Ed, what is the biggest misconception about craft beer that people who don't drink craft have? Biggest misconception. Mm-hmm. I think the the misconception that I get, at least, it was an old stereotype, is that it was elitist. You know, like oh, your you know your nose is up, you're drinking, you know, this that and the other. But there's so many. I, I think that we try to make the experience inclusive at Lucy. When you come in here, if you don't know what you're doing, if you're a novice or a beginner to it, we're going to get you to a style that you like. If you don't want to go for the super bitter hoppy things, we'll put you on something like a Belgian blonde or something. We'll put you on something like a, a simpler beer to, to try and get your palate, you know, more accustomed to some of these flavors. Right. And uh, I think it's been a, a really good vibe that we've created there. We're going to certainly take that vibe to Haddon Heights with us. It's it's more of a brotherhood and a sisterhood of, you know, friends hanging out and you know, there's no snobbery. It's just uh, good times and good people getting together to enjoy the beer culture. Uh, you know, and I tell this to people all the time, especially friends of mine who I've known for, you know, 30, 35 years who don't drink craft beer. And they go, oh, you know, you, you're drinking that. You're drinking this. You're drinking and I said, You know what? Put down the Bud. Put down the Michelob Ultra. I can find you a beer that you'll enjoy and you won't feel like you're being a snob. So uh, I, I totally exactly. I totally get that. I totally get that. Ed, what's the next uh, big brew that's going to be coming out from Lunacy uh, over the next few months? What do you guys got in the planning stages? Well, this weekend we're opening with our new one. It's our Half Wit. It's basically a white IPA. Uh, it's a wit beer base made with a little bit of chamomile and a lot of citra hop. Mm. It tastes really good. We actually just brewed our first batch of our the style that everyone has been making lately, the, the Juicy Ale, the New England IPA, if yeah. you will. Loving those. Uh, yeah, and it's, we're looking really forward to putting that out probably probably at the grand opening. You'll probably see that, I would say, when, once we get to the new place. So in a couple of weeks, that'll probably be on tap. We're good. calling it Brutus Juice, and it's uh, it's pretty good. It's looking really good. It's coming along well in the fermenter. Brutus Juice, related to Popeye? or He's, uh... our, he's our mascot at Lunacy. It's our, our lunatic. We named him Brutus, B-R-E-W-T-U-S. <laughs> that, is, that is awesome. And, and you know, I, I know you, you mentioned this before, but your favorite style of beer to drink, IPAs. Would that be correct? I do like the IPA, yes, and, of course, I always like a 
uh, a stout here and there, and uh, English bitters. I like uh, old school stuff, too. English bitters. Interesting. That's one I haven't heard from too many people, so that's a good one. My guest has been Ed Gledhill. He's the co-owner of Lunacy Brewing on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. For more info, you can go to their website, lunacybrewing.com, but really, if you're on Facebook, check out their Facebook page. It's updated, and they will let you know exactly when the new brewery in Haddon Heights is going to be open, but if you want to get over there within the next you know week or two, definitely go check them out in Magnolia, New Jersey. Very easy to get to, very convenient off the New Jersey Turnpike and Route 295. Ed, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Al. Drink craft beer, guys. You got it. When we come back, it's time for Suds and Duds. That's when I tell you about the beers that I've drank over the past week or two. I tell you what I like, and that's a Suds. And then I tell you what I don't like, which happens to be a Dud. All after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Michael Medved explains why getting out of Afghanistan is a bad idea. The idea of pulling everyone out in that region of the world where, as the president pointed out, we have identified there are 20 different terrorist groups, not just ISIS, but they're there. There are all these terrorist groups there, and to pull out prematurely could be a disaster for our country. The Michael Medved Show. Afternoons at 3, right before Kevin McCullough at 5 on AM 970. The Answer. Hi, I'm Phil Van Horn, Chairman and CEO of Blue Rock Energy, the premier natural gas and electricity supplier across the Northeast. We serve residential and business customers in all five boroughs and across New York State. Stop wasteful spending on your natural gas and electricity supply. Think that your energy costs are 20 to 30% of your total operating expenses. Switch to Blue Rock Energy for a customized solution for your energy needs. Save money on your natural gas and electricity bills with Blue Rock Energy. Blue Rock Energy consultants can help you develop a plan for your business for budget certainty while lowering your natural gas and electricity costs. Stop, think, switch, and save with Blue Rock Energy. Find us on Facebook or call us at 877-280-4909. BlueRockEnergy.com. That's 877-280-4909. 877-280-4909. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off and to wear a helmet when she rides her bicycle. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Sponsored by the New York State Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. It's Dennis Prager at 1, Michael Medved at 3, weekdays on AM 970. The Answer. That's what I'm talking about. Little Gary Clark Jr. to kick off the final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. Right here on AM 970, The Answer. A little shake. This guy is unbelievable. And all the music tonight from Gary Clark Jr. from his uh, two albums. This one from his uh, latest, Sonny Boy Slim. Uh, what, a, what a tremendous time. Uh, down in uh, Asbury Park uh, with Gary Clark Jr. at the uh, at the summer stage. And uh, that is actually taking place uh, tonight. So while you're listening to the show, I'm down in Asbury Park having a good time uh, with my best friend Mark as uh, we rock out to a little blues. And uh, Gary Clark Jr. really, I mean, if you haven't, if you're a blues fan and you haven't heard of, 
Gary Clark Jr. right now. You definitely need uh, to check him out. So, again, it's the final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast. Uh, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those great places. Of course, don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to every single show. And, of course, if you want to follow me on the various social media platforms, Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, uh, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast uh, as well. So, uh, Suds and Duds segment, next week's program, I'm going to have a little bit of a review uh, on uh, some some beers from Victory Brewing. Uh, had an opportunity uh, this past Thursday night uh, to meet the owner of Victory Brewing, uh, Bill Kovalevsky. Uh, he was at uh, a place called uh, Cowan's uh, Pub. Uh, Cowan's Public, actually, is what it's called. Kind of a speakeasy vibe. Uh, real cool place in Nutley, New Jersey. And uh, the site of probably where we're going to be doing um, an Algatulo Craft beer cast on the road in the very near future. We've got a couple of them lined up uh, for the uh, fall months, so um, really looking forward to some of the venues that we're going to be doing the Algatulo Craft beer cast on the road uh, coming up in the next several months. Cowan's Public, no exception, uh, had an opportunity to check out that place. We'll review it next week, uh, as well as um, the uh, Victory Tap takeover that they did there uh, and, and a few other things as well. They also own the uh, the, the, the two kids that own the uh, Cowan's uh, public, they also own the Barrow House in Clifton. That is another great place. And if you're a listener to the Joe Piscopo Show, uh, heard on this radio station Monday through Friday on AM 970, The Answer from 6 to 10 a.m., uh, you know that we have, uh, we've been talking about the Barrow House extensively. And boy, let me tell you, uh, if you're looking for a place with a great history of Americana, uh, every room telling a different story, that is definitely the place to check out. But we'll talk about Cowan's Public next week on the program, along with uh, their Victory Beer Tap Takeover. But as we uh, do our Suds and Duds segment here, let's kick it off at another place uh, that we have done the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on the road from, uh, Anthony's Coal Fire Pizza. Uh, another great place for great craft beer, great pizza, uh, a delicious menu. They've modified the menu, actually, a little bit. Uh, they've removed a few things from the menu, kept the staples uh, but they have great craft beer. This one, no exception, from Sierra Nevada. A sidecar orange pale ale, which was recommended to me by the waitress because of its summery theme. A nice, mild orange flavor. There's a slight bite to it, uh, but the orange flavor does not overpower you. Very impressed from Sierra Nevada. I like a lot of Sierra Nevada beers, um, but this one was different. Definitely not one I would have purchased on my own, so I'm glad that the uh, waitress uh, suggested it to me. Uh, delicious. And again, just gave you that real... Uh, summary feel. And then I moved on to, uh, later on that day, uh, I moved on to a, a Weinensteffer, a Vitus, uh, which is spelled V-I-T-U-S. Uh, this one was good. Again, sweetness, banana, clove flavors, uh, slightly bitter, uh, had a bit of a, a hazy pour to it, but it was delicious. Weinensteffer, uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, and I've talked about him on the program before, the oldest brewery in the world, not the United States, not Europe, in the world. They started brewing beer on a commercial basis in the year 1040. So uh, they, they've been doing it for quite some time, and um, uh, they're pretty expert at it. So if you get a chance to uh, check out any of Vine and Steffer's beers, they are excellent. And the great thing is uh, they only use four ingredients in their beer, and they can get a complexity of flavors out of just those four ingredients. It's amazing. As we continue on in the Suds and Duds segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, I uh, had a can of Leo vs. Ursus uh, at Versus, the second in, I believe it's three, that Firestone Walker is uh, putting out. Uh, you know, I've talked about them before. They do a great job making beer. Delicious, bitter, juicy. Love it. If you like IPAs, if you like them juicy, if you like that bitter bite to it, 
this is definitely one for you. And then I was over at Paragon Tap and Table on, uh, when was it? Last Saturday, I think it was at Paragon Tap and Table. A buddy of mine was uh, uh, alone for the evening. Uh, his uh, wife and daughter were out having uh, uh, at a concert, I think, in Hershey Park. And uh, I said, hey, you want to go grab a couple of beers? Of course, you know, you don't have to twist my arm. So uh, we went over to Paragon Tap and Table right off of uh, the uh, Garden State Parkway exit 135 in Clark, New Jersey. Started off with a Brick City's uh, hype verse. Um, not a juice bomb in this one. You definitely taste the sweet tea and orange peel in it. More the sweet tea than the orange peel. I really had to kind of, you know, it was a couple of sips before I really got the orange peel. But the sweet tea definitely comes out in this one. Um, it's good. The guys from Brick City do a great job. They are not too far from MetLife Stadium. So if you're going to a Jet or a Giant game this year and you want to go grab a couple of beers or even grab a growler uh, for the parking lot, definitely go check out Brick City. It's right up the road, uh, on the inter- like in between the intersection of the, um, I think it's the Meadowlands Parkway and uh, Route 46. Definitely go check them out. You will not be disappointed in Brick City. Then I moved on. This was an interesting one. So Jug Handle Brewing which is down uh, right around Eatontown, I think it is, on the Garden State Parkway. They came out with a Berliner uh, Weiss. Berliner Weiss? I think that's it. Uh, forgive me if I, if I screw these up. Uh, so Jug Handle comes out with this uh, Berliner Weiss, right? And they have two different syrups with it. Now, on its own, you know, a decent wheat beer, a uh, little bit of sour. You can taste the kettle sourness in it. But... They give you a choice of syrups. So the bartender pours me a lemon and a a raspberry syrup. So what I did was instead of trying to pick one and then pouring it into the beer, I split the beer into another glass, uh, about half full on each, and then did the lemon syrup first, which I really enjoyed. Uh, Really brought out the sour in the beer. The lemon was great, and I love things with lemon, so it really really worked with the, uh, the lemon syrup. But then I moved on to the raspberry syrup separately, and I didn't like this one. It got too tart for me. Just didn't really dig it. And I like some tart stuff, but the raspberry kind of overpowered me. I definitely would suggest if they, you do see this on tap or you go to Jug Handle, go for the lemon syrup as opposed to the raspberry unless you like some, things really, really tart. So one part of the Berlin Iron Vice was good with the lemon syrup. Give that a suds. The other one with the raspberry syrup uh, was definitely a dud for me. And then I moved on. Collaboration between Bolero Snort and Icarus Brewing. Uh, keep it a, a kind of Jersey-centric here on the Agatillo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, this is their new one. Uh, it's a collab again from Icarus Brewing and uh, Bolero Snort. It's called I Just Blew Myself and the Blue, B-L-U-E, uh, for blueberries. A ton of blueberries in this, but it's it's really smooth. It's delicious. The blueberry doesn't overpower you. You really get that blueberry f- flavor when you sniff it, uh, when you sip it, but it's not and and for an IPA, not bitter at all either. So uh, kind of interesting. Uh, I don't know if the blueberry dampened the the uh, the bitterness or if that was the plan uh, when they went in. But really, I just blew myself from Icarus and uh, Bolero Snort. Excellent beer, uh, the boys. Well done on this one with that collaboration. Then I moved on to Evil Twin Brewing. Evil Twin makes great beers. Their names, though, I don't get how bartenders can remember the names of some of their beers. So this one was. A pleasure to meet you. I'm a big fan of your beers, IPA. I mean, for a bartender to have to remember that and roll off its tongue, roll off their tongue, that's a little difficult. I mean, evil again, Evil Twin puts out great beers, but the the names of some of their beers, I I, I applaud some of these bartenders for for remembering them. 
uh, you know, right off the bat. I would have to look at the menu every single time. But this was good. Hoppy, delicious. Um, real nice bite to it. Uh, again, Evil Twin puts out some great beers. Again, uh, if you have a pen and paper, you can take this down. Pleasure to meet you. I'm a big fan of your beers, IPA. As we continue on in the Suds and Duds segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer Monday night over at Paragon Tap and Table. They did a tap takeover with a brewery that I've talked about before on this program, Wet Ticket Brewing uh, out of Rowway, New Jersey. Uh, so there were a couple of beers from Wet Ticket that I hadn't uh, tried yet. Wanted to get a chance to try them. Started with a blonde Ollie Ale. They were doing a, it was a wet ticket uh, tap takeover, and then they were doing painting in the other room. My wife and uh, friend, uh, they did the painting in the other room, and uh, her husband and I, um, you know, did the drinking in the other room. So probably a smart thing. So I started off with the blonde Ollie Ale uh, from Wet Ticket Brewing. Nice and light, refreshing, a real good starter beer. Uh, definitely a lawnmower beer for me. Excellent one from Wet Ticket. They really, they, they don't miss the mark too much, um, you know, from Tim Pewitt. And uh, the the folks over at Wet Ticket Brewing. Then I had uh, I wanted to ease it up a little bit, so I shifted to the Almentry's Mister Stevens on Nitro. Now this is an English Mild Ale, uh, but it's it's uh, on Nitro, which was really good. I really could get used to drinking this. This is a great beer, not only in the summer, but with a fire in the winter time. Kind of that you know that fall kind of winter type beer, dark but light, and the best part, only three and a half percent ABV. So if you like something that's dark but not too heavy that's going to weigh on you and a ton of calories and you kind of feel, you know, just full after one or two, I could really drink uh, a number of these. Creamy and smooth, delicious. The Mr. Stevens on Nitro by Almentry. Excellent job, boys. And then finally, uh, oh, actually not finally, I had two more. Um, Tim Pewitt came in uh, from Wet Ticket and bought my friend and I a Kick the Bucket Brown, which was excellent, nice and nutty, great flavor. Uh, we had a great, t- great conversation with Tim he was awesome uh, just chatting about different beers and different things uh, that Wet Ticket is doing. So thanks for the beer, Tim. Thanks for the great conversation and a delicious kick to Bucket Brown. If you like your porters, this is definitely a good one. And then finally, I was over at the Barrel House. Uh, they're going to be uh, doing some advertising on the Joe Piscopo Show and had their Golden Lager, which is actually their house beer, brewed by High Point Brewing Company, which is the folks that bring you Ramstein beer. Delicious, light, low ABV, uh, and it was perfect uh, with my pulled pork sandwich. Uh, that I had there at the Barrow House. If you're looking for a place with great American history and great, you know, just a great story in every single room uh, and the and the, the attention to detail that these guys put into this place, definitely go check out the Barrow House. It's right in Clifton, right off of Route 3 West, very easy to get to, maybe, maybe 20, 25 minutes from the city without traffic if you're, uh, you know, somewhere in Midtown. It's a real easy place to get to, and they make great food, and they have delicious cocktails as well. But, folks... We are out of time. It is amazing how fast this hour goes. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Scott Valili. Um, uh, see, I knew I was going to screw that up again. Even though I pronounced it like 15 times, I knew I was going to screw it up. He's the founder of Charter Oak Brewing out of Danbury, Connecticut. Ed Gledhill from Lunacy, Lunacy Brewing. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscobo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.